When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Deeply Graphic Design Cast, the show about all things design, from the creative side to the business side and all points in between. Follow the show on Twitter at Wes McDowell. Want the gang to answer your question on an upcoming episode? Send in your listener question to questions at thedeependdesign.com or via Twitter using hashtag DGDC. Here are your hosts. Wes McDowell in Chicago. Mikkel Morrison in Seattle. Nick Longo in Los Angeles. All right, everyone back together again. Thanks again for joining us. If you're brand new to listening to the show or if you're a returning listener, we love all of you guys. You're all our, uh, you're all the fourth person on the show, really. So we thank you for continuing <laughs> to support us <laughs> and leaving those five-star reviews on iTunes, all that good stuff. So um, and I do want to re- reiterate again, speaking of iTunes, they do um, cut us off after 100 episodes. So we have like quite a few classic episodes before that. And if you want access to those, uh, all you have to do is go to thedeependdesign.com slash classics, and you're going to hit a little button that says pay with a tweet. And basically all we're asking you to do is just tweet the show out, write a Facebook post. Uh, it'll walk you through it. And then once you do that, the gates are magically open for you for all the back classic <laughs> episodes. And you can uh, get the the fundamental episodes, the educational stuff from from back in the day before we had Nick. So good times, just, yeah. Oh, the show <laughs> the show was so much better back then. <laughs> just just... Does that seem wrong that they cut off after a hundred? If you I, well, maintain you... good reviews and ratings, yeah, does that, that seem that sounds so weird? Well, to me. Harsh? I'll be honest with you, I can't really blame iTunes. It's something wrong with the feed that yeah. I can't oh. for the life of me figure out how to fix. And I'm afraid to go too far into fixing it because I'm so paranoid that it's going to just destroy the feed. You have zero episodes. Start all over again and zero subscribers and all that. Wow. So unfortunately, it's not okay. Yeah, it's not because there are podcasts with like 500 episodes. Um, Somehow, the the universe hates me. So that's what it is. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm sorry. Hates us, the three of us together. Oh, so the anyway. first one was better. <laughs> so we've got, um, we're all pretty excited here. We're going to meet up again at Adobe Max next week. So yeah. can't wait to see you guys there. That's going to be amazing. Yeah, I can't wait. This is like our annual time to have fun and party and I love it. be it's in the same city. That. Yeah. That's just the coolest part. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. great. Fathers, lock up your daughters. Here we come. <laughs> and actually, this is this is the time that I should probably say this. For listeners that are attending and are going to, you know, witness the live show, I have a bit of a belly. I'm pregnant again. So Yay! Yay! Don't don't look at me and think, "Ooh, she looks <laughs> odd now." Woman, yeah. wonder She's what really happened. let herself go since the last Adobe Max. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, no, so. We've known for a little bit, but uh, glad you're finally letting keying the audience in on it as well. So, congrats. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, just my, more alcohol well. for you and me, Wes. <laughs> exactly oh yeah 
I'm used to like having a few cocktails with you, Mikkel. I don't know that I'm going to like you sober. <laughs> I'm not too conservative. I had I had a glass the other night. I don't I don't finish oh, yeah. it. Just a sip. But yeah. I just yeah. have a yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they say you're allowed it's okay. a little bit of wine these days. They they have come out and said Yeah, if so. they say it's a midwife tale, but I'm I'm choosing to believe it. <laughs> Nice. Very well, cool. Well, I can't wait to see you guys, and we're, we're doing our live show there, so that'll be fun. So the next episode that drops after this one is going to be a live show from Adobe Max. Yes. Uh, so that's going to be awesome. I can't wait for that. Um, but before we and we have a great guest today, and he's waiting very patiently in the wings. But before we get there, <laughs> let's talk some Skillshare. We love the <laughs> Skillshare. Um, you know, I've been going to that website for the past, I don't know, five, five years or so, whenever I just need to learn anything new, they've got everything. Like, you know, you can go to YouTube, you can see some 14 year old in his parents' basement playing techno music (laughs) while he's just not even talking you through it. He's just kind of, you're seeing his screen. No one's got time for that. I don't have time for that. Yeah. So where's the dialogue? Yeah. Oh, those, those are the worst. But so Skillshare, true. not only do you learn a ton on there, but they're so well produced and they feel like there is just quality and you know you're getting taught by industry experts. So they're basically, you know, they've got 20,000 classes in design, photography, marketing, technology, uh, anything you want, freelancing, all that stuff. Um, and you can take the classes in the big things, the little things. You just want to learn something small. They've got it. So if you're trying to deepen your professional skill set, start a side hustle, foreshadowing today, or just explore a new passion. Skillshare is there to keep you learning and thriving. And in, in fact, I was able to find a typed in side hustle, and there are a few classes, one called uh, Side Hustle Toolkit, Tips and Tools for Starting and Growing Your Side Hustle. There's another one called Pricing, Work in a Side Hustle or Freelance Business. Um, and I also was able to find it like many courses on t-shirt design, which is going to come in later as well. So, um, long story short, they have it all. And so I want you to join the millions of students already learning on Skillshare. And I'm one of them today with a special offer just for our listeners. You can get two months of Skillshare for just 99 cents. That's right. Skillshare is offering our listeners two months of unlimited access to those 20,000 classes for less than a dollar, you guys. So to sign up, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic. Again, go to Skillshare.com slash graphic to start your two months now. That's Skillshare.com slash graphic. All right. <laughs> On with the show. When your side hustle wins is what we're talking about today. <laughs> what do you Mikhail, do? You want to take... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So this, this is probably super believable. I'm, I would imagine we just based on our loyal listener, um, you know, quantities that people will recognize, um, Dave with stately type. We have him on again. It was July of 2015 that he was with us back when I was in the Salt Lake region. So, um, we're just super privileged to have you back, David. Welcome. Hi. Yeah, welcome. Glad to be back. Right on. I can't believe it's been three years since you've been here. That's crazy. I know. Wow, I know. That man. seems that seems wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you, but it just seems seems like it's been longer. Yeah, yeah just while 
while Wes was wrapping up that Skillshare spiel just now, I did a double check to see when we had our exchange the last time we recorded with you, and it was in fact July of wow. 2015. Yeah, That's weird. Huh. We've had we've had Bill yeah, Gardner on seven times between then and now. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess Dave, we got to get you in more often, at least once a year. <laughs> right. Yeah, that would be Let's awesome. Um, because one thing. You know, David, I'll I'll have you inter- introduce yourself, but things have absolutely changed for David on a business and a personal level, and that's why we're having this cool follow-up episode to talk about all the ins and outs of the transition, both phys- physical, strategic, emotional, all of it. So, um, and the reason that I I truly this is going to be an absolute joy, and we've been anxious to have you again, is because we've got some listeners that we absolutely know are in the, in the boat that you had been in prior to yeah. taking taking the jump. So, so do um, you want to get listeners caught up with what the top last time versus now, like what the yeah yeah yeah? If you guys, if you don't mind, do you want me to jump in and go for it? Yeah, sure, for it. let's do it. Absolutely. Okay. So I started a, a, an apparel business, a t-shirt um, company about five years ago. It's going to be five years ago at the end of this, at the end of this year um, called Stately Type. And when I started out, it was just a side gig. I had a full-time job as a creative director at a technology company. And um, I would work on my little side gig on nights and on weekends. And um, my wife and I built it up from nothing to, you know, a, a, a business that was earning money for us. That was, you know, um, something r- substantial for us. And, um, about three years into it, it was probably a little bit after I talked to you guys, like we got to the point where I felt like we were making enough with it in terms of dollars. We were making enough to where I could quit my day job if I wanted to, but I was mm-hmm. terrified to do it. Yeah. And it took me another two years. It was, it's only been a couple of months ago. Uh, it's going on three months ago that I, that I finally did quit my job and go full-time with this. Okay. So, okay. yeah, that, that was the, the transition has been really interesting. <laughs> I have a lot of things to say. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, it's been fun. I would imagine. Yeah. So, so let's just jump right into it then, Dave. So like, have you had any regrets since you left your, your corporate role to take over stately type hundred percent? And would you be comfortable um, sharing one or two of those regrets if you do? <laughs> yeah, I, I do have regrets. My number one regret okay. is that I didn't leave sooner. I knew it. Nice. I knew it. Sure. Boom. Um, Because it's it's so easy to say that now, right? I mean, like that's awesome. Yeah. I love hearing that. Well, the biggest thing, it's not like I don't say that, and I what I what I don't mean is like I'm raking in so much cash now that I wish I had done. Like that's not what I mean. Like we're it's a struggle, right? Like my wife and I always say that we're flying a plane, and right now we're flying it very low to the ground. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Right. So yeah, it's a struggle. What I mean is, um, we had built it up to the point where we could survive, like I said, about two years ago. And I wish I'd quit then just cause I'd be that much farther ahead. Now. Um, there's so much more time that I have to work on my business that I just didn't have before. There were, I mean, time was like my number one limiting factor before, and there was only so much I could do to build my business. And I feel like for the last two years, it's been kind of plateaued because of that. And so, mm. yeah, I just wish I'd quit sooner. Nice. Yeah, that's a, I, I think with that's so many different decisions, have. yeah, it's like people can, when you're on the other side of it, you can obviously, it's easy to look back and be like, oh, why didn't I, you know, and, yeah. and so it's really interesting that, you know, that would be it. I mean, like anything else that kind of you can look back at and say like, 
I wish. I wish I had saved more money. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sure. See? Yeah, That's there you go. True. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I don't I mean, I don't want to come on here and like bash corporate America and bash Not technology companies or you know, like in-house jobs yeah. or, or agency jobs. Like I think there are lots of opportunities for lots of different kinds of people. And depending on your personality type, depending on where you're at in your career, like a full-time corporate job could be the best thing in the world for you. And it was great for me for years. And I'm glad that I did it. I'm, I don't, totally. I'm not saying I wish I had started my own business when I was 19. I don't, I wasn't ready to do that. Um, right. But I, I just feel like, like for me, I got to the point where this is going to sound arrogant. I don't, I'm not saying I mastered my corporate job, but like I got to the point where I'm like, okay, I know how to do this. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, it kind of got repetitive for me. And that's why I started the side gig to begin with with like, okay, let's try something new. Yeah. Let's learn some new things. Yeah. And I just got to the point where the only thing holding me back was my fear. And yeah, that, that like I said, that's my regret. I just wish I had gotten over that fear a little bit sooner and gotten yeah. into my business full time a little bit nice. sooner. Wow. That's better than the regret I had when I moved from LA to Chicago when I thought, what the hell did I just do? <laughs> like in terms of like that's <laughs> like so having cold. to start no, over yours, with, your with establishing <laughs> yourself. Yeah. yeah. I know that see that's the thing that wasn't a missing component that is extremely crucial for stately type. You were well established before you quit. I mean, yeah. people know. Yeah, about I mean, we spent, type. like I said, we. That's a big deal. Yeah, and I don't, I don't recommend to people like if you're starting your own gig. I mean, unless you're going to raise capital and and have some runway to work with. If you're trying to bootstrap whatever it is that you're doing, and you're if you're starting small, I recommend that you do keep your day job and you do grow it oh, on the yeah. side because you need to you need to kind of see if it's if it's got legs. I mean, you need to see if it's going to work. Yeah, and. Yeah. There's just some really basic stuff that you got to figure out that you've never had to think about before. I mean, for mm-hmm. for my wife and I, it's going to sound stupid now, but like our first, we started making sales and like we didn't know how to package and ship the stuff. We didn't know there were so many things right. that we just were like, oh, I, I guess we'll set up a Shopify store and learn how to do Shopify. We're going to learn how <laughs> yeah, to do yeah. postage yeah. through Indicia. We're going to learn like there are all these tools and things that you just have to you just have to do, and it's a lot more comfortable to do that with the safety net of like a full-time job, like a paycheck. Yeah. Right? Yes, of course. Yeah. To and then when you get over some of those curves. hurdles, then you can shift. Yeah. I would, yep. I would highly recommend if listeners haven't listened to your original episode, it'd be worth a shot to listen to, because I think you really threw in yeah. the, the guts and the hard work and the rolling up your sleeve. But more importantly, what you threw in, I thought was, which was amazing was just this passion to do it. You're like, creatively, I might be at a standstill here with the job. It's still paying the bills, but I need to express myself in other ways. And it's amazing how much that, that I, that resonated with me and I loved hearing it. So I would really well, I recommend absolutely that. Ag- I absolutely remember you talking about being your own boss. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. the, in corporate America, there's this chain of course, and you report to somebody. Yeah. Even, even if you are, you know, m- management and, and directing, there's still a chain, there's still a chain right. to sure. accommodate. It always um, happens. And in the beginning, beginning several, several years ago, David, I remember you mentioning, you know, you just got tired of, you know, with, with clientele, the feedback and to make the shifts when it wasn't even your call, you weren't even recommended it. It just felt like BS. Yeah. Right. You know, what am I, what am I doing? I'm supposed to be a creative, you know, consultant here and I have to abide to, I have to, I have to accommodate these customer requests. 
that's part of the that's part of the gig. Oh yeah. But yeah. now this is different. You're in charge of all that. You you're getting votes. I mean, we can get to that. Mm-hmm. You continue to get votes nonetheless. Um and and maybe we can t- talk a little bit about that later because I cool. have had some cur- curious questions about your in- sure. Instagram um um, following and your shifts in what I I think might be some alterations to your method, but I don't know. It might be assumption. I, I'm not totally sure. Just to see the progression that you guys might be ma- with with respect to the progression that you guys are making. But yeah, we, we can get to that. I cool. don't want to forget to. I forgot yeah. to add that in <laughs> to the outline. Yeah. Cool. Um. But go ahead, Nick. Yeah. I, I here's what I'm curious about. So now that you have this extra time and you're happy that you've done it and everything, have you and your wife picked up any other elements of the business now that you didn't do prior because of that? And like, what kind of things maybe if in marketing strategies, or have you done like, are you looking into partnerships? Like, how has it expanded you to say, I can take this business further? Yeah. Um, it's the answer to that question is mostly boring stuff. Like of course, when you're building software, <laughs> have you guys heard of the, the term technical debt? No. No, no, no. So Can't say I have. In software development, developers when they're when they're building a piece of software, like so, they work on it for three years, four years. Over time, you develop technical debt, which just means like you've done things in kind of a stupid way in the past, maybe uh. to cut corners to get things done quickly. And over the course of years, like you build up um, just code that d- doesn't perform as well as it should for the job that okay. it's being asked to do. And so, I'll, sometimes developers will spend you know, a certain amount of time going through and instead of building a new feature, they'll go back through and refactor, like recode um, to get rid of that technical debt. So most of what I've been doing is cleaning up business technical debt. Like I had, um, I mean, I was running this as a side gig with not a lot of time. So I've just been spending a lot of time going back and doing really stupid stuff like legal stuff, taxes, like just catching up oh, on everything. But, making but sure that's so peace of mind though, isn't it? Like, I mean, yeah. you were almost probably going, I wish I just had the time to do it the right way all that time. And now you are. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, everything we do, yeah, ain't I spent sexy years here, cutting you know corners. I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Little so, shortcuts, even though, even though you and your wife had been in it together for since the beginning, you absolutely had to cut corners in order to balance your life yeah. between family, corporate, and stately type. Sure. Yeah. So a lot of it is just process. Like I've been working on uh, building up processes for Good. for the, my team. We have one employee now. We're looking on adding additional employees. So just I just want a, a cool. really clean playing field to work with. Um Another shift we have been making is we have been reaching out. You ask about like maybe marketing activities that that we've been doing. Yeah. Um, We've been reaching out a lot to bloggers to try to get um, uh, like sponsored posts and guest posts. Um, We've been, I've been building out. Have you guys heard of Tailwind? I've seen their logo. (laughs) It's it's software that lets you schedule. scheduling posts, right? Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Scheduling Instagram posts, scheduling Pinterest posts. Um, so we've been working on automating and setting up some of that. I still have a lot of work to do on it, but I'm, I'm trying to assist. I'm trying to make like before everything I was doing was manual and, and, you know, just kind of the series of one-off activities. I'm trying to create a, a, an actual company now with programs and repeatable processes. Okay. So good. A lot of it is like good stuff that nobody on the outside is seeing that I'm working on. Uh, it's just 
boring stuff that I'm doing behind the but scenes. The, yeah, it's the behind the curtain. The improvements will be there down the road. Yeah. I mean, they're not seeing those little changes, but anything on the creative or the fun side that you can say, oh man, it's so much better now that with this extra time. You're actually probably designing in daylight now. <laughs> I don't know. I, I have a weird answer to that. I thought before I quit, I thought it was going to be like, this is going to be amazing. Yeah. I have so much time to, to just draw and create. But I deadlines are good. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Like and your own deadlines magic... are not that, not that hard. Sure. Right? <laughs> yeah. Like Interesting. when I was running it as a side gig, it was like, I have to do this because I want to go to sleep tonight. I've got to get this done and publish it. Oh, I can't work on it tomorrow because I got to go to work. Like I just had these really tight deadlines. So I had to turn things around. And one of the things I've struggled with the most is like, I don't have a boss now. I can do go. whatever I want. I can work on something for 60 hours, right? Like, and so mm -hmm. I feel like my output so far, I'm turning this around now, but my output in the first couple of months is, has been less than what I was producing before. Mm -hmm. And so that's mm -hmm. really a problem I'm going to have to solve, right? Like I do, it's great not to have a boss, but it sucks not to have deadlines, right? Yeah. You've got to make your own. Right. Now. That awareness is key though. That's so good that you're recognizing mm -hmm. that. Um, I've absolutely thought of the same thing. We're all perfectionists. We'll keep going if we don't yeah. have to, if we don't have a stop button. Yeah. You know, and I'll scrap yeah. things too. I'll or be like, oh, this isn't working. I'm, I'm not going to publish this one. And it's like before I would never do that because I couldn't afford to do that. I'd be like, well, this one's not it's great, got, but it's got to go. I got to, I got to publish. Yeah. 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 It's one of those unknown, like unforeseen pitfalls of, of doing your own thing that people probably never think about. Yeah. Go out I didn't. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. But For it's sure. There. I thought it was going to be all upside, but no. there's some downside. I'm sure one of your kids would love to be your boss and just like play it for fun. <laughs> you can always, yeah. you can always do that. They can, they can revolve. <laughs> right. Boss. I'll try that out. Let us know how that goes. So now that you've fully transitioned though, out of that corporate role and that world of it in of itself, you're niching probably like never before, even though you have mentioned that it became redundant even at that side of your day job, there probably was still mm -hmm. this subconscious balance that was being maintained between your, your two gigs. So um, we just, I just want to know how that's been resonating with you. I mean, I, I saw you've opened up the merchandise a little, you know, there's, there's quilting, there's, a, it's not just apparel. It's, right. it's furthered itself, but Nonetheless, it is still cranking out artwork for for merchandise means. Yeah. That was one thing I wanted to cover because I, I feel like some people will be confused if they look at my brand right now because it's really changed over the last little while. Um, okay. A, a couple of years ago, maybe it was three years ago, my wife, who is a, an avid quilter, uh, she loves to buy fabric. She she loves to create uh, design quilts, create uh, make quilts. This sounds weird, I think, when I talk to most people about both. this because I think for most people they think quilting and they they think like you know my grandma maybe used to yeah. do that or somebody else's grandma maybe used to. But it's actually a pretty um, active community uh, and with social media they're they're really well connected now. Anyway, my wife's been a quilter for a long time. We, about three years ago, we did a, a week, a stately type week where we focused on quilting t-shirts, like t-shirts with kind of inside jokes for quilters, for this 
tribe of quilters. I love and, that they have that. That is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> that's great. And I, I mean, honestly... That's, got, that's great. I honestly didn't think it would do that well. I, I just thought, yeah, I was trying everything. It's like, yeah, let's do... I You know, like we did shirts for teachers. We did shirts for, um, uh, you know, like all kinds of different things. And so we tried quilters and we sold more in that weekend than we sold the whole first year of, of our business Wow! in terms of, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, so then we, I really started thinking about it differently. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The, the whole thing of rich, the riches are in the niches. Like it is a hundred percent true. And so what I realized over the past few years, we've been looking at all of our sales data. Like since then we've done several more, like, we did a, a week for people who sew, a week for people who knit, for like crochet, things like that. We tried a bunch wow. of that, uh, a bunch of different um, things and, and just quilters and people who sew, those just consistently outperform everything else that we do. And so we've been doing more and more of that. We, we spun off a brand specifically for that tribe called Maker Valley. Um, and so that, that's like my wife's okay. brand, right? If you go to Maker Valley on Instagram, you can see everything she does. Mostly it's like, yeah. This is going to sound bad. It's like porn for quilters. It's like tons of pictures of fabric. <laughs> no, and... it doesn't sound bad at all. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Is it, is that, well, that, I love what that, that because. What would that website be exactly? <laughs> <laughs> write that down for later. <laughs> wow. That is no. so great though. It's like a who anyway, knew, so, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I never would have guessed it. And it's just through trial well, and error and experimentation. That's the only reason why we even realized that this was could be a thing. And then as we've done more and more of it, we realize like if you look at this audience, like there are a lot of people within this industry, within this tribe, they all have similar interests. They all have similar like background and biases and things like that. But there's not really anybody creating apparel for them, right? Mm-hmm. So Or good um, apparel. like Right, right. Yeah. If you go to, you know, Amazon and, and do or like Cafe Press or any of those, like mm-hmm. you can find shirts for those kind of people. But there's not really like a high end quality product no. being created for them. So we came in, we're, we're coming in and, and filling that up and more and more we're, we're shifting. That's one of the problems with stately types. When I started, I didn't really have an, an audience. I didn't have a tribe. Like who am I selling to? I was kind of saying anybody, you know, I was just trying to find <laughs> who I was going to sell to. But this, I mean, I really feel like this is going to be our, our focus moving forward. Cause this is where we're making, this is where we're making money. That's amazing. And the maker thing is a perfect thing to tap into right now with it being so, like you said, it's like you can, you found one niche, but then there's all those other ones that kind of are around it. Then there's this whole other pool of what makers, there's woodworkers, there's, you name it. Yeah. And, and the amount yeah. of shows about makers now on TV and everything, it's incredible. So what a perfect little alley to find, you know? Interesting. Yeah. 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 People love to feel like they belong to a group for sure. Yeah. So, um, right. Yeah. So now that you've gone full time out on your own, have you expanded the actual business, like hiring people or yeah, outsourcing? Yeah, what? It, how's that been going for you? Good. Um, so we have one full time employee right now. My my sister, she's like our warehouse manager. She's there in our little warehouse every day. She answers uh, all of our customer service emails, and she handles returns and exchanges. She ships out all the all the orders. So that was a big nice. deal when we got that off of our plate. Um, that's been like a year and a half since we hired her. Um, and then we have a bunch of other like contract people that we work with. Um, I have one guy right now who's running our, our, all of our Facebook ads. Not, it's not just Facebook. He, he runs our digital um, yeah. ads. 
so he's constantly experimenting of like w- what works, what doesn't work, what can we, uh, who can we sell to, what what are additional products that we can create, and um, so that that's been great. And um, you know, we've we've hired a guy to handle our bookkeeping. We work with him as a as a contract worker. Um, and then we have uh, another person that we that we work with. We're starting to sell quilt kits as well as apparel, uh, which involves cutting a lot of fabric. So we we've hired her to to cut and assemble kits for us. Wow, that's crazy. Cool. Are you when you look at these people? Oh, I'm sorry, Wes, but I was just going to ask when you look at these people that you're bringing on, even contracting wise, are you thinking ahead of maybe thinking like, um, what if they become employees? Are you are you thinking of that? ahead of time. So maybe that can transition really smoothly. Yeah. Every day I wish <laughs> that we could, I, I keep thinking like, it's one of the things I miss about my corporate job is like, I had a team of people <laughs> yeah, and I so could easy. just tell them what to do and they would do it. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't have their job anymore. relied so, yeah, on. Yeah. Every day I'm like, <laughs> mm-hmm. right. Doesn't go every the same wishing... with the subcontractors. <laughs> right. Right. Or if you, when you hire your, like a family member, like you said, it's your sister you hired. So she is, she's a full-time employee then, or? Um, she's part-time. Okay. So yeah. what would you say is the biggest kind of um, difference between hiring an employee versus a contractor? And how has it been working um, with a family member who, because I've, I've run into this, right? I've, I've like several family members who I might want to hire for th- certain things. But then I, in my mind, it's like, I, however, don't ever want to hire someone that I couldn't safely fire if I had right. to. Um, right. Yeah. So yeah. You have to be super open thought about or. Yeah, no, I was worried that a big part of me didn't want to hire her at the beginning be- just because she's my sister. It's been great though. Yeah. Um, I guess the only thing I would say is one, don't hire them because they're your family member, hire them because they're the right fit for the kind of work that they're doing. Like her yeah. personality and temperament is perfect for the kind of work that she's doing. Like she loves it and she's perfect for it. Um, if she wasn't that, I don't think I would have hired her. Like, and I don't think it would have been a good idea yeah. to hire her. Yeah. Hire her. The yeah. other thing is In like, fact, I, you ha- I'd say hiring oh, a family member, like is even um, not, not only don't hire them because they're family, but I think like give it a second thought if they're family, if anything Just else. In Just in case. I mean, imagine if, if yeah. someone was doing a bad job for you and then you have to, yeah. hi- you have to get rid of them. It's like, it's going to be a long Thanksgiving dinner. Yeah. After <laughs> right. that, you know, so. Yeah. The other thing I would say is try before you buy, like have them work little oh, one off, like come good, in and help on a Saturday, you know, like try them out, see how Assess. they are. Sure. Yeah. And then decide whether or not you should. Smart. Yeah. Um, and that goes both ways. That goes for mm-hmm. the same for her. Yeah. It's great. Right. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Nice. Um, the other thing I was going to say about hiring a family member is you have to be super open with them. Like, because she's my sister, like, I tell her way more about the business than I would tell a normal employee, right? Like, I just want her to there have total transparency so she's not ever wondering, like, how is it going? You know, like, is he going to have to fire me? Or, like, I just <laughs> okay. want her to be I, – I just want to give her heads up on everything, and I'm just super honest with her. That's good. That's really respectful. She's lucky. And she feels a little closer to the company, which is great too. And hopefully you get a better partner down the road. Yeah, with uh-huh. that. absolutely. Uh-huh. That's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you've explained a few things that you've been looking into expanding the business. I know like the quilt kits and you're doing like enamel pins and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So 
anything else down the road? Have you, has this freedom now allowed you to really think down the road and, and something so out of the box of a new merchandise idea or area that you have, you always wanted to? There are a lot of things that we're considering right now. Like we're, we're, we're going to be rolling out um, Christmas ornaments this year. Oh, that's um, a great idea. We're working on, hmm, fun. Um, I don't know. There's some other things I don't really want to, Mentioned, no, yeah, yeah, as long as you know you yeah, just, sure. just expressing you, you the fact that reveal. you have you have that time now to kind of be there, right? Like all the times yeah. you probably wanted to and you can't. Yeah. The, the but I mean, th- even still, with with that idea for the ornaments, just for example, is half the battle finding the proper quality vendor that can yeah. fabricate. That's what I was yeah. just gonna ask. Yeah. I used to think you like before you get into actually producing stuff, you think, you know, kind of the sky's the limit. And I guess it can be as long as you have all the right contacts. Yeah. But that's, that's the hardest part is just figuring out like it's not just what am I going to make? It's it's who's going to make what I want to make. How much are they going to charge me for it? How long is it going to take? How how do they handle quality assurance? Um, yes. There's just a lot that goes into it. Yeah. And sure. and then you have to factor into all of that like wh- how well will this sell um it's just quantities it's, it's to order hard. yeah yeah you know do you guys place orders with these vendors as a test like a, a to yeah. for you and your wife to us before you engage yeah we almost always whenever we're looking at a new vendor we'll do one small order where you know it's it's not really worth it to us because we're doing it in such a, a low quantity that it, that the cost per item is pretty high. Yeah, and we're not you know like we're not thinking about we're going to make money on this particular one item. We might just break even, but we're just testing them. Like, how is it? What is it like to work with them? Do they hit their deadlines? Are they? Do they communicate? Are they upfront? Um, and then yeah, just just to feel them out before we really start to use yeah. them a lot. Well, okay. and they become an extension of your company at that point, so you have to kind yeah. of do that in a way to make sure it's following under all the same principles that you're following, you know, which is really right. tough, you know? Yeah. I, I mean, I value that almost more than anything else in the, the manufacturers and vendors that we work with is like just their reliability, because if they drop the ball on something, my customers don't blame them. They don't even know who they are. They, don't, right? yeah. they blame me. <laughs> right. It's, it's yeah. my brand that's dropping the ball. So I just want, we're constantly looking for super reliable, even if it's a little bit more expensive, even if it's a little bit more, you know, like they're farther away from us and it's kind of a pain to work with them. If they're reliable, that's, that's the number one thing for me. Yeah. Okay. Sure. That's, that takes overall presidents. That makes sense. Um, so shifting gears a little bit, just to talk, talk about the emo- emotional and or physical components of the transition both positive and what you didn't see coming that turned out to be more in a negative life having to do with perhaps your, I mean, I, I don't want, want you to feel like you're being put on the spot and need to talk about your marriage, but you know, fam, fam you know, how it's, how the, how your family has reacted, how your fan, if have you got that much more family, family time as a father that you don't know what to do with, or that you feel particularly <laughs> sensitive about. I mean, I, right. My head would I I overthink everything, so my head would just spin about all right. that. It's honestly, it's been a it's been a mixed bag. I I was expecting all these positives, and and I I've experienced them. Like I have more time with my kids. I help them with homework where I you know I wasn't doing that before. Yeah. You know, like I just have more time with them. Right. And that's great. I have more time for myself. Like my like I've lost fifteen pounds since I since I quit my job. Um, I meditate every morning now, or I didn't used to do that. My wife and I go on a hike every Mm -hmm. morning. We didn't used to do that. Um, 
I'm that's eating so better. Important. Like, that's so important. Yeah. I, you're not alone with that. So many people in that zone, uh, that happens almost naturally in a way because yeah, you want to take care of yourself, you know, <laughs> juggling right. all that. Well, you and, couldn't. Yeah. You, you feel like you have more time to do it. I, I always felt like I was kind of rushed before with everything. I just felt like it was rushed. And now I feel like, you know, it's up to me to, to set that schedule, which is both the positive mm-hmm. and the negative, right? Like I, I've experienced mm-hmm. all the positive benefits of that, but I also experienced the negative too, where it's like, I, because I have the time and the choice to work on anything I want, making decisions has become so much harder for me than it was before. Like it's hard to prioritize. It's hard to be strategic. It's, oh, it's sure. I'm constantly having to monitor my thoughts of like, is this the right thing? Is this the best thing to do? Should I, I, I it's the mental side of it is something I did not expect. Like I'm having to do a lot of um, thought work just to keep my brain from going crazy of like, we're going to go make rumps. Everything's falling <laughs> apart. You know, like, I don't know. That, that part's been tough. Well, meditation. Yeah. That oh, makes wow. Sense, that's then. a good one. Yeah. That's probably keeping yeah. you sane. Yeah. Cause I know that feeling yeah. you're like everybody, uh, with the extra time, it's only natural, I think, to start doubting certain things and, and worrying about things. But as long as you are, like you said, finding those little things to kind of put in checkpoints of your day. So it doesn't go for seven, eight hours where you're like freaking out. You, you did something, you yeah. went on a hike or you did something to kind of just clear your mind and get back on track. Yeah. No pun intended. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love so, that. So you mentioned the, so you mentioned that you have like a lot more time with your family now, which is great. Um, have, do you feel like your family has taken notice of that and they're appreciative of that or? I, my kids love it. My yeah. wife, <laughs> I think she was in this mode. She's just, she's just headed up to here with you at this point. Like, <laughs> there are some days where I think she she gets her fill of me. Um, no, I mean she had this. She wasn't working uh, out of the home before. She was working, you know, for our company, but she was working in the home. And all of our kids were old enough now to where you know she had a big chunk of the day where they were at school and I was off at work, and and she was just kind of in her zone working. And now all of a sudden I'm thrown into her day. And for me, I'm loving it because I'm like, yeah, I'm not in my, yeah. I'm not in the corporate environment anymore, and I have this freedom, and it's just right. you and me. And for her, I felt like, at least initially, it was like, wait, who, what's, what's happening? Who's this guy? Yeah. What, what's going on? Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, she's adjusted. We've both adjusted, and I, I, we wouldn't go back. Like we love it. It's great. So you, she, she still works at home as well. So you share the home during the day. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I could just see her. She's like, Dave, the kitchen is not for conference calls. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, we've kind of worked this out where she has her half of the house and I have my half of the house. Good. And we'll kind of come together in the living room in the middle when, you know, when we're working on things. But she cranks away down in her sewing room on her everything that she's working on. And I'm up here uh, either drawing at the table or here at the computer. And it, it works. That's great. Nice. That's so cool. That's great. That's very cool. Or yeah, the, it's an adjustment for everyone. It really, truly is. Even the house. The house is probably going, what's going even, on? Yeah. <laughs> right. Who's this guy home all the time? That's great. <laughs> what What kind of learning curves did you not see coming or something that, you know, now that you've been part of the transition here a little bit, is there anything that maybe like on a learning curve that surprised you? Um, I've really had to... I feel like I had the luxury before of wearing my graphic designer hat a lot more often, 
my creator maker hat. You know what I mean? And now that there's no uh, safety net, I feel like I have to wear the business owner hat a lot more. And I, I have to make decisions based on profitability and scalability and things like that. Whereas, you know, like the graphic designer side of me maybe just wants to go out and do something fun and creative and cool. Like I constantly have to check myself and, and answer those questions. Like, is this going to sell? Who are we going to sell it to? How are we going to market this? Um, yeah. So the the learning curve for me is like, I, I feel like I'm having to learn how to be a business owner now. Whereas before with the side gig, I didn't, I mean, there were things that I was learning, but it wasn't the same. But let's face it. You didn't have all that time to like, kind of think about it. And now what you do yeah, I think yeah. it's smart because I, I love that you brought that part up. I think our listeners would probably, you know, really appreciate that fact because there's so much of the time where I, that has turned to a positive for me, like the, the idea of being a business person. And like, I love doing that side stuff, that stuff. It's one, it's a break from the creativity thing. So you, your mind yep. gets a break, but isn't it some, I think it could be rewarding too, to be like, oh. wow, man, like how resourceful you guys are becoming and finding vendors and all this other stuff. It's like, that shit's great. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. I, that's one thing that's been surprising to me is how fun it is. I, mm-hmm. when I was younger, like I mm-hmm. always looked at that side of things as, as like, I, I just kind of hated it. Like the suits, you know, like, yeah, yeah. you got, you don't know what you're doing, man. You it's know, like so I just hated that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Soulless corporate crap. Um, but yes, now yes. I'm like, especially with a small business, it's like, it's fun. Like I, I get to make decisions for myself and my company. I get to grow in the way that I want to grow. And I'm right. just, I'm learning yeah. all kinds of things that I didn't know before. And some of it's creative and some of it's business. I, mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, they're much more intertwined now than, than what I thought they were before. Yeah. Yeah. You're able to use the left and right side of your brains far more together in, yeah. in way of balance, which which I, I don't want to let go of production and working directly with vendors for that very reason. It's just more, it's more literal. It's more mathematical. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate that. I hear photographers say the same thing. You know, it's a right. great balance between the technicalities and yeah. the creative. Yeah. It makes sense, right? right? Yep. Yeah, I love the business strategy part even more than the design part now. The older I get, the more I'm interested yeah, in Yeah, you've that. shifted. So, you've yeah. definitely, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Okay, so moving on. So, uh, without the that safety net of a steady p- paycheck, do you and your wife find yourselves panicking at times? And <laughs> yeah. how do you keep your mind from like how do you how do you keep your head from not going there and just focusing on the positive? And I mean, I meditate too, and it works wonders in that regard for me. Yeah. But that can't be the answer twenty four seven. So how do you how do you guys do that? <laughs> Um, it, it's been really tough. I, I mentioned this a little bit, like, um, when the safety net's gone, like it's so much easier to freak out before when I had the day job, it was like, you know, we had a good month with the side gig. We had a bad month. Like I never really got too stressed out about it because it didn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, cause I always had that steady paycheck, but now it's like, it, it can feel like life or death. Like if we have a bad month, it's like, Oh no. Yeah. Um, so the roller coaster. I, yeah, yeah. Right. This is going to sound woo woo, but I've been, we've both been working with a life coach and it has helped us so much. Um, it's wow. mostly it's, it's just about training the way that you think, becoming aware of how you're thinking and just some of the tendencies that you have to go negative or to overreact or to, um, wow. you know, to freak out, like just being more aware of that has helped me so much. And then being really, um, 
purposeful mm. about how I'm thinking, like thinking like the person who's already succeeded. Thinking, I know that, again, this sounds no, this sounds no, so cornball, cheeseball, but never, like we've no, never even real. like talked about that as a possible fix. You know, I think no, that's, we haven't that's we haven't amazing. covered that. I, we've I keep, talked about we've had yeah. full on episodes about quality of life and maintaining that. Because when you're working the grind, I mean, you're in the cave oftentimes. You know, just yeah. trying to you know flush things out but but absolutely that might that's a really good topic all on its own mm-hmm. yeah wow. and, and um, i mean there are good life coaches out there and there are bad ones but um if you find a good one who can help you who's got a good system just to help you become aware of how you think and and any traps that you fall into in your in your thinking yeah. and to help you like look beyond i think so often we get caught down in the weeds of like the everyday problems that we're trying to deal with if you can have somebody, some mentor or somebody who's helping you kind of rise above that once a week at least to be sure. like, look at long-term, look at the big picture. Like, um, I don't know. Yeah, it's so, yeah. so helpful. There are business coaches out there That's too that, that do something similar. Yeah. I, I was going to ask, yeah. is it more on a, is it more just life in Career. general or is it somewhat focused a little too yeah. business? Um, so <laughs> we're kind of working with two different coaches. So the, the, the Good. guy that I've, we've hired to do our bookkeeping is also, um, the reason why we, we chose him. The reason why we're working with him is his whole thing is like the bookkeeping is the easy part. The hard part is changing the way that you think about money as a business owner. Totally. So we're working with him to, to, to get rid of the scarcity mentality, like to, to change the way we're thinking about nice. money. And then we have um, another life coach that we're working with, and she's just in general, she's helping us to just with life stuff, like that's great. general thinking stuff. Yeah, yeah, boy, that kid. oh, that's fabulous. Because well, so hopefully you you both recognize that if you're if you're willing to put the time and the money towards the life coaching on its own, you're thinking positively. Like yeah. I won't even allow You're myself right. to get a gym membership. I have to go outside to get my exercise just in case next month isn't going the way I don't get the referrals that I, I thought right. I might the next month. It's ridiculous. You're right. And and all it would take would maybe one little t- change to make you shift differently in your thinking on that. Because you're right. Yeah. The money thing. Yes. This might be – that could be a great topic. I think so. On its own. I think so. On what benefits you get out of that. Because it's true, man. That as, far, as far down as you are this road and even how successful you can be, I think – any normal person is going to still fear that this is temporary and it's not real. And I'm going against, you know, the system by being solo entrepreneur, right? The more you can get to really reassure yourself is fantastic. I'm really glad you shared that, Dave. That's like awesome. That's really cool. That's awesome. I know yeah. it's like for that episode, we ought to have him on again. What are you doing in a few weeks? <laughs> yeah, right. And, and, and your, and your, and your accountant, <laughs> let's get yeah, him right. on. Right. right yeah. Yeah. No, it's so important, especially with the money part, because so many people just make such like emotional kind of connections with money and these things. And it really helps to have someone else from an outside perspective. Doesn't it? Yeah. Kind of put it into the right perspective nice. for you. Nice. Yeah. It all can feels I, can very... I share? Yeah, go for it. I just want to share one thing, one lesson that we've learned that, that kind of blew our minds. And I just wanted to share it because I love this. Oh, thought. yeah. Go for it. Both yeah. my wife and I had um, really, really negative thoughts around debt, any kind of debt. Like we never wanted to have any sort of business debt. We didn't want to raise capital. We bootstrapped everything. And anytime we, we uh, incur any sort of debt, like in the past, we just felt like, oh, it's so guilty and this is stupid and why are we doing this? And in working with um, one of the coaches that I mentioned before, one of the things she said was, she's like, do you have a mortgage on your house? And we were like, yeah. She's like, do you feel guilty about 
that mortgage? And we're like, no. Why? Never think about it. Why? She's like, that's the biggest, by far, that's the biggest debt you have. That's debt. That's a giant debt that you have incurred. And you don't feel guilty about it all because it's socially acceptable, right? Like, uh, it's, yeah. it's almost ah. seen as being responsible, right? Like, that's it's just savings, you had to do in a that. way. Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's an investment, right? Like, and mm-hmm. so it blew our minds to realize, like, one, we had no negative feelings about that debt, which was the biggest debt that we have. And, mm-hmm. and two, like, yeah, like it, it's up to you to decide how you want to think about whatever it is that you're doing. I'm not saying totally. everyone should go out and, and incur tons of debt. I'm just saying like, you have a lot of the way that you think about the world. There's a lot of things that you've never examined about how you think. And there's a yeah. lot of really negative emotional stuff that, that comes up whenever you run into the way that you think about debt or the way that you think about your career or the way that you think about anything. So you can you can really change. It's like, it's like going in and, and like retooling your, your operating system, right? It's like, totally. You, you don't have to just live within the boundaries of what you currently have set for yourself. You can, you can change the code. Right. So that for me was like, I don't know. That just blew my mind. I was like, Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that, if I communicated that. What well, a but, great yeah. point. What a great point. Great perspective. Every time I've heard a tip like that, it's always about like what you said, you can change the way you react or think about a certain situation it's up to you you have that choice and someone's got to tell you that so you can start exercising it that's That's killer awesome really nice yeah that's great so other than that do you have any advice any kind of last advice you can leave our listeners with who may be considering going down the road you just went down and you know to leave their full-time role um, in corporate america to to start their own side hustle full-time yeah um don't quit until you 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 found something that you that you know is going to work. But as soon as you feel like, as soon as you arrive at that point, quit. Um, don't wait and mm-hmm. start with a niche. Like find a tribe, find an audience that's being underserved. Yeah, it, that that's the real key. Is is find a, an audience that's being underserved in a in a specific area. Like yeah. you see a lot of graphic but not designers. Not quilters. That, that's already taken. <laughs> not quilters. Yeah. Stay away. Stay no, away from that. Um, um, find a tribe that's being underserved because like you'll see a lot of graphic designers that that want to design tees for graphic designers right like yeah it's not yeah that's not a great tribe like go go find somebody else and whether it's t-shirts or whatever it is like the it, the product almost doesn't matter once you it's find just the platform right tribe, it's just the delivery it's the art that speaks yeah, yeah you yep. can deliver your art your creativity whatever it is in a bunch of different ways once you find that underserved audience and i mean for I, I would say for most people, like look, don't look outside to something that you're not already doing. Like for me and my wife, it was like she was already a member of that tribe. She already knew that tribe. That's why we've gone in that direction. If we had tried sure. to go after like hunters or something, I don't think we would be very successful because we don't know anything about yeah. that. Or authentic. Um, yeah. Wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Interesting. And anyone okay, can go on sense. like Facebook um, audience insights and just type in interests like that, like hunting or quilting yeah. or mining or whatever, and just see how many people pop up with that interest. And that'll be a good little, you know, test to see if there's a market for it or not. So straight yeah. away. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So this has been so great. We have David. so many listeners that they're all talk. They talk about leaving and starting their independent and or, or just or not even starting. They're running it. They're freelancing. Yeah. And they, yeah, they haven't, they haven't quite, quite done it, which, 
you know, I if it weren't for the economy taking a dip back in 08, I don't know that I would have. I don't know that I'd be here. Oh, I it mean, was, that it really was a, forced me before. Yeah. Before my we all have my, our things. One of the co-founders up. told me I was about to be laid off. I thought, did I have enough to go off of with my mortgage at the time? You know, it's scary. Yeah. Um, it can be, and it's David, not for everyone you... too. Like some people are probably no, just better not. served staying in a corporate job, and some people really thrive yeah. on their own. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I'm really glad Dave started out by saying that the show he start he started fresh by mentioning that. I think that's really good to point to point that out. Yeah, David, yeah. do you wear do you wear other people's brands? <laughs> I do. I know. I, I was almost a little conscious of what I was going to wear today. <laughs> like, will, will he like this type style? <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask after the show where you got that. I like it. It's cool. Super dry. Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah, it's cool. I do. Yeah, I who love. Are they? Um, uh, so I love graphic T-shirts. I love. I don't know if it's homage or homage. I don't know if you've heard of those guys. They do like classic, um, like collegiate style yeah. uh, apparel, like tees. I love those guys. Um, I of course love Cotton Bureau, and I'm sure you guys yeah. have heard of them. They used they um, used to be United Pixel Workers, and then they transitioned. Thanks again for being on with us, David. Yeah, Where man. can people find you online and find Stately Type? Uh, so StatelyType.com is is where you can find uh, all of our apparel, everything that we sell. Um, we also have MakerValleyBrand.com which just redirects to the, all the quilting stuff on stately type. Um, you can find me on Instagram at uh, Instagram.com slash stately type or uh, maker Valley. Same thing. Instagram.com slash maker Valley. Nice. Really great stuff, David. It was great to have you awesome. on again and we will have you Thanks, on the guys. show again soon. So we have a great listener question this week, but before we talk about that, let's talk about some FreshBooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, FreshBooks <laughs> makes ridiculously easy to use cloud accounting software for agencies and freelancers just like you and me. It'll help you work smarter, get organized, and most importantly, get you paid quickly. We like that. So yeah, basically, I use it all the time. I've got even got a few recurring invoices on there for ongoing SEO work for clients. I love that part. Oh, yeah. So basically, it's an ongoing monthly fee, and then I just set it and forget, forget. it. And I get the, the <laughs> checks. Set it as the checks just roll yep. in. Digital uh, virtual checks. Nice. Through FreshBooks. We love it. Um, you just make it so easy to set up the invoices and brand them so they look like your brand. Um, looks so much more professional than doing it the old way with PayPal or whatever. It just makes you look really like your uh, like you've arrived and you've made it on the scene. So <laughs> that's what we like around here. Um, they've got sure. lots of cool things, the automated late payment reminders. So if anyone uh, tries to be a deadbeat and not pay you, they will be the bad <laughs> cop and send those emails out for you so you can save face and just keep uh, keep your good relationship with your clients. And, of course, they have great phone support uh, with zero attitude. They always answer uh, within three rings or less, which is pretty rare these days. So to claim your 30-day <laughs> unrestricted free trial, can't believe you if you haven't done that already. Come, come I know. On, get on it. 30 days <laughs> free. I guarantee you, uh, you try it, you're not going back. It's going to be that uh, life-changing for you. So to get your 30 free days, go to freshbooks.com slash graphic and enter deeply graphic design in the how did you hear about us section once again freshbooks.com slash deeply graphic and then enter deeply graphic design uh, in the how did you hear about a section 
All right, cool. So we have a listener question today from Samantha Kleinschmidt. You want to do your best Samantha voice, Mikkel? And- <laughs> wow, good job. I wasn't going to dare pronounce her last name, but I think you did that totally right. Pretty good. Oh, I know my German names. Come on. Yeah, very German. (laughs) So Samantha writes, has there ever been an instance where a client has come to you with unfinished working files from another designer and things have actually worked out? I see this as a huge red flag of bad relations between the old designer and client. And when I've gone against my intuition and taken the job, it's always turned out pretty horrible. Just wondering if this is a universal flag that's a red flag or if someone has ever had a good experience editing other designers' work. Interesting. Um, I love it this is. question. That's a good question. And I've yeah, definitely been on the receiving end of this. Like I've definitely had Me too. clients contact yeah. you and say, yeah, we had this horrible designer, but here's here's their files. And my thought is, well, if they're so bad, why are we even yeah. uh, going to You're not doing me files? any favor. <laughs> yeah. You're not doing yourself a favor in keeping it. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, this is a two-pronged question, of course, because what I – yeah, it's – it's always a huge red flag to me when a client comes to me really bad mouthing their previous designer. Yeah, um, I always have many follow up questions with that. I always want to know, like, because yeah, there are cases where maybe the designer was the a hole in the situation, not the client. Totally. Um, but I think that's when you you basically want to have that conversation and you want to figure out. And I think your spidey sense will tell you is this person unreasonable or did they just get yeah. a bad designer? I don't know. What do you guys think? Yeah. Well, I, I wonder too, have, like, have you been on the receiving end all the same, Nick? Yeah. I mean, well, I'm, it's yeah. funny and I'm, I'm kind of entertaining one right now, but it's not so much that it was, but like, so she mentioned too, it's just unfinished work. So I guess it could be unfinished and okay. And wanting to continue or oh, unfinished because it wasn't point. good. So like I, it could go yeah. both ways. Um, if it's been bad, if it's bad, I mean. But if, but unfinished tells me that that client probably pissed the designer off so much they fired the client. Yeah. Or right. the design, maybe, hey, on the flip yeah. side, the designer could have been a, the, the one and yeah, they just said, I can't be, deal yeah. with you anymore. Uh, it could, yeah. there's so many exceptions to this, but like, here's my thought. I guess if, if you, if you are taking something and it is bad and they don't, didn't like it and they're coming, mm-hmm. it, just like you said, Wes, like. I would I would encourage them. The only way I will work with you at this point is if we start from scratch. There's no sense mm-hmm. of even entertaining that if it's not good. No. Uh, there's a reason it's not good. They didn't go back. They didn't look. You didn't build the personas. All the stuff that we 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 highly stress, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I'm I'm in the middle of waiting to hear back from this other client that uh, is doing a line of uh, alcoholic bottles, beverages, and all these great things. But they're like, we already have this. We already have that. We just need one more skew at the very end, the high-end one. So I asked, I'd love to see what you have already established in your brand because then it will tell me, is that something I can actually continue with and do something very successful or is it already in a bad place? So I'm waiting to see. They're very reluctant in sending me the stuff. So I'm like thinking, yeah, this is probably not going to go, but I'm going to I'm gonna try. Why not? You know, to see. I think it can go right. You can rescue. Look at it that way. Maybe it's about rescuing a job and being the yeah. Going back to step sometimes, one. Sometimes, sometimes these are po- polished cleanup opportunities where yeah. the client takes a step back and is like, "Oh, why didn't we engage with MKM sooner?" You know that That's kind of thing. Point. You can wow in that respect because they are seeing before and after. Yes, they are. 
yeah. from designer to designer. So it can yeah. give a really awesome opportunity. Well, it's funny you mention that, Mikkel, because I get a lot of clients who come to me saying, we were working with Mikkel, and we've got these terrible designs. <laughs> what can you do with them? <laughs> you asshole. And then I, I get the call that says, I worked with this girl, Mikkel, and then it went to some guy named Wes. Oh, my gosh. Was that low-hanging fruit <laughs> and or we not? Hear, and we hear Longo is the best web designer in town. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, we're not going to end the show on a funnier note than that. Oh, so, oh <laughs> Wes, that was awesome. You uh, little a-hole. <laughs> no, but in all seriousness, I think this is just one of those things that, yeah, you just got to feel out how reasonable slash unreasonable totally. is this client. Yeah. And do you want to take on a job where you're basically um, taking existing files and designs and changing them um, like flipping them basically, or do you just want it? Would it be better for you just to work from scratch? I like working from scratch. Same. Um, I, in fact, I find it confusing sometimes if I'm just going into other designers' files and trying to make sense of it and what they kind of had envisioned for it. So True. I tend to, and oh, I also get this one. I also get people like wanting. They they'll contact me about their website and they'll just they just want to make a couple changes to their website. That's, don't do that. Yeah, either. no, yeah. You you should be really yeah. clear with yeah. that. But let's not forget yeah. too a younger designer who might need a really good client in this situation yeah, story. could really rescue it and then that client goes, Whoa, you were my savior. So Yeah. That's why it's it, this question's so open and, and it's a good conversation to have, but there's so many different ways around it based on maybe where you are and what you need and and what you can do. Because I've, I've actually yeah. had some stuff come over from other designers, and it was very well laid out and very, you know, just as many have, are bad. <laughs> but, you know, all layered, all numbered, all, you know, very well done, bleeds and everything. So there's exceptions. But don't, don't rule it out automatically, I guess, is the, yeah. the, the question or the point. Yeah. It's all up to you. And just and trust that intuition when you know that it's – probably a bad client to work with. Don't, you know, we've said it a million times. Don't take the job just because you feel like you have to, because what's going to happen is you're going to be proven right. And you're going to end up not getting paid or something in the end anyway. So always trust your gut, train yourself to do that. That's the biggest thing here. So anyway, thank you, Samantha, for the question. We love getting them and we love the audio questions and uh, via Twitter as well. You can do that on using hashtag DGDC. We monitor that hashtag. Or uh, just email your question to questions at thedeependdesign.com. All right, guys. Um, can't wait to see you both in sunny Los Angeles. See you in a few week. days. See you in a few days. All right, guys. With that, in, <laughs> with that in mind, keep designing. Catch us next time on the Deeply Graphic Design Cast. <laughs>